Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Busy show in uh, 47 seconds time. Frank Cervalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Ken Holland, Oilers GM, live from uh, Rogers Place here with me at 1 o'clock. Stu McDonald from the Oilers organization on the day that the Oilers announced Oilers Plus. And you uh, can go live and get behind the scenes with Oilers Plus, the team's new official video streaming platform available on your mobile device, smart TV, and PC. Oilers Plus is your one-stop destination for exclusive live and behind-the-scene video content. This features uh, include live practice coverage. They're going to have uh, live pre- and post-game shows, behind-the-scenes original series highlights, and lifestyle programming. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using the promo code OilersNow for a three-day free trial and receive $20 in value from Pizza 73 plus three months free on your annual subscription. Again, head to OilersPlus.com using promo code OilersNow to subscribe now. As uh, we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline for our friends at the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. With live racing at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. And uh, that takes place uh, thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday. For more information, go, go to thehorses.com. And we welcome back to the show, not just from Daily Faceoff, but also Bally Sports. They pay him the big bucks. That's what I'm told. We welcome back to the show Frank Saravalli. Frank, how are you doing? I'm good. Big day for OEG with the launch of uh, Oilers Plus. Please tell me that this means we are going to be seeing more Bob Stoffer. The people need more stuff. You know, uh, I, I don't know. There, I don't know if there's going to be more Bob. There was a lot of one individual on there today. I can tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to be intrigued. To, I mean, is this the way? I mean, you're look, look at just uh, in your own career trajectory, uh, Frank. Obviously, you worked. Uh, I mean, for Canadian fans would have got to know you kind of through um, your work that you did with TSN. But I know that for the guys I talk to, because I try to target the guy that's the hitter in each respective market, you were sort of seen as the rising star in Philadelphia. Then you end up in, you know, TSN, which was a great platform for you. And now you've got the fourth period and you you put a team and assemble the or, uh, daily face-off, sorry, fourth period. I don't know where that came from. Uh, daily face-off. And it is a changing world, isn't it? Media is totally changing, and it continues to evolve every day. That's why I'm 
really intrigued to see the Oilers become the first team to really take a step like this. Um, I've seen the Anaheim Ducks and noticed what they've done this year and bringing in some of their former players like uh, Tamo Solani and uh, Paul Correa to do a podcast and, and all sorts of different streaming initiatives. Like Teams are taking control and, and they realize that they've got the most value com- valuable commodity and that's access and they own it. It's their team and it makes a lot of sense that you see more and more from these teams. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see stuff like this continue to grow. You see it in other sports and it's really now just starting to dip into hockey. All right. As an American, uh, you got the TNT deal down there and the ESPN deal. How dramatically did that change the hockey landscape and its footprint in the U.S. last year, Frank? I think in a big way because what it did is whether they want to admit it or not, both networks were competing. They both wanted to be, you know, hit the ground running and, and be better than the other. They're two totally different broadcasts and fields. Um, ESPN has definitely placed a bit more of an emphasis on news and information. They've got a show that they have uh, a few days a week in the point. Uh, that's, you know, news and information. And TNT is way more fun. Wayne Gretzky and um, the job that he's done with that crew, Paul Bissonette and Rick Tockett and, and Anson Carter, like they have a ton of fun and it's totally different. So I, I've enjoyed both, but um, I'd like to continue to see the competition ratchet up a bit more because you look at the ratings and some may say that they're disappointing for hockey um, I, I just think there's so much growth potential for the sport down here that, you know, give people more and more content, make it like drinking from a fire hose instead of having to search for it. Frank Cervalli joining us right now from Daily Faceoff. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Frank's appearance is brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Today, Frank, Hockey Canada announced the departure of CEO Scott Smith and the entire board of directors has stepped down as well. Give me your perspective on that. Uh, It's about damn time, to quote Lizzo. I mean, look, the damage that's been done to the Hockey Canada brand has been um, immense. It's been um, a long time coming, it feels like, to end to this point. It's not just the criticism that came from the public. That was one thing. And then the heat that was turned up from Parliament and the Committee on Canadian Heritage and the politicians was another Um, it's rare that you see in today's world in 2022, something that, uh, you know, is involved in politics and is not divisive. This brought both sides together, uh, in terms of their anger level, uh, for how hockey Canada has managed its business over the last number of years. And then now the, the push and pressure that was put on hockey Canada from sponsors, uh, just about every premier and lower tier sponsor has walked away most recently just this morning with Bauer announcing that they're pausing their official deal as the equipment provider to Hockey Canada. I mean, this has gone on for a while, and I think what's the most, what's the shame the most about this is that the people that were running the organization couldn't get out of the way, that they, they allowed it to get to this point when it was a seeming inevitability for a while now, that there's a lot of damage that's been done that I don't know that they're going to be able to recover from for a while. All right, now we're going to switch focus, Frank. Uh, today, I noticed because you sent a, a link out, you and, and uh, for the record, uh, for the purposes of Oilers now, tomorrow, 
the two radio play-by-play voices of the team, Jack Michaels and Cam Moon, myself, Brendan Escott, who's a big part of this show with Oilers Now, uh, and Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports and the the, uh, Face-Off show, uh, we will have our sort of picks and prognostications for the upcoming NHL season as we get rolling here. You guys did yours uh, from Daily Faceoff. What was the consensus on the placement of the Edmonton Oilers and, uh, and you know, how far the Oilers could go? Give me, you know, what sort of currency the Oilers had with your group at, uh, at Daily Faceoff, Frank? Well, obviously a lot. Um, I think everyone watched the Oilers get to where they did last year. Um, you know, on the back of Connor McDavid and, and Leon Draisaitl in the playoffs and how magical that was um, to see them do, even for their standards, next-level stuff. Uh, we had eight people pick the standings for the entire league. Uh, five of the eight picked the Oilers to win the division. Uh, I had the Oilers second. And before you or anyone else listening and texting in jumps all over me, let me tell you that I've done you a favor. I still have not forgotten that I picked the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup in 2018. No one has let me forget it. And I personally felt like that should have made me ineligible to submit any selections. But nonetheless, um, I'm really intrigued by the LA Kings. I think the Flames are going to be a better playoff team. I'm curious to see how it's all going to unfold. And let me turn the heat up on another Oilers now regular in Elliot Friedman, who I noticed today on Sportsnet picked the Oilers to win the Cup this year. So, Elliot, your move. Wow. There we go. A showdown between uh, two of the most plugged-in men in the business. That's a wonderful thing to hear. So, I mean, there is a fair amount of... Uh, confidence, obviously. I mean, I'm here to tell you that, in my opinion, Frank, the Oilers are far deeper at forward than they've been at any other stretch. I think that if the team makes a move during the season, it will be for some help in defense. But Marcus Niemelainen and uh, Philip Broberg are going to play a factor on that. What were sort of the other, you know, consensus? I mean, uh, Colorado's kind of a given in the Central Division, are they not, Frank? Uh, they are for me. I mean, look, I think even losing Kadri um, and and changing out some of their goaltending, they're still going to be really good. Just to put a bow on the Euler conversation, um, I, I just have questions and concerns about Jack Campbell. Um, I just, you know, I'd like to see consistency. And I think when you look at the Oilers and their goaltending over the last number of years, that's, you know, that's the one thing that's been missing. And if he can provide that, doesn't, you don't need Jack Campbell to go out and put up a 920 or a 913 season. With the amount of goals the Oilers are going to get, and, and specifically from that power play too, you, you just need something just above league, league average or, or right around league average, 906, something like that, in order to be successful. You, you know, he doesn't need to, to set the world on fire. So if he can provide that and do it consistently – I think the Oilers are just are going to be just fine. I just I haven't seen it and need to see it. The Oilers last year had a 905 save percentage that was 13th in the NHL. Just to put things in perspective, their opponent tomorrow is the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks had a 912 save percentage, seventh in the league. Uh, so you've got LA number one. Pretty much everybody's got Edmonton or Calgary. Um, uh, you know, a lot what? of people picked the Kings to miss the playoffs from our group, and I was like, I've seen that a lot. I personally don't see it. Yeah, are there going to be four teams in the Pacific in your mind, or three teams in the Pacific that make it to the playoffs? 
I have three. Um, I have the Oilers, the Flames, and the Kings. Um, I think Vancouver just misses, and I think you're going to see some fireworks in Vegas this year as well. Yeah, that's uh, you did your bold predictions. What was your bold prediction on Vegas again? Uh, that their general manager, Kelly McCrimmon, would be the first fired this year. I'm sure he appreciated it from you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he loves me. <laughs> Oh, Kelly. Uh, he ran the Western League uh, like uh, a mob boss, if you know what I'm saying. I, I advised uh, one family that took over a team. When Kelly McCrimmon calls, hang up the phone because you've already lost the trade. So uh, that, that could be really interesting stuff. Uh, the Eastern Conference, I know that the Athletic in particular, Frank, was incredibly bullish on the Maple Leafs. Um, now, their model that, that Dom does is driven heavily uh, by regular season uh, numbers over the last couple of years. Where are you at? Who do you think is going to be uh, a threat to come out of the East? I like the Leafs a lot, and I have for the last number of years. I thought last year would be the one that they would break through um, in the playoffs. And I don't quite love them just as much as, as the Athletic and their model does. Like, I feel like for the last four years or so, it's been predicting that not only are the Leafs the best team in the league, but are the best team in the league by a wide margin. And we, we just haven't seen that. Um, you know, clearly their offense and their stars are dynamic. Uh, they, like the Oilers, have significant question marks, I believe, in net. Um, and I just think their defense um, – I, I, they have question marks there with health too. Like, what are you getting out of Jake Muzzin? Um, I'd have a real concern about how that unfolds throughout the year, uh, just based on the way training camp went alone. It feels like you know, in some ways, you can almost flip a coin. Is is Jake Muzzin upright today? When you're dealing with back injuries like that, yeah, look out. You know, you need you know, you can't play without your back being in working order. Just ask Nick Felino. Ask a number of other players. Uh, that deal with chronic back issues, and uh, that's a concern for me. So um, I have the Lightning winning the Atlantic. You know, for whatever reason, people are, are waiting on a drop-off, and, you know, when you're chasing a fourth straight trip to the Stanley Cup final, maybe there's a fatigue factor that sets in. I just don't see it happening when you've got a group of pillars led by Vasilevsky, Hedman, Point Kucherov. I'm not even including Stamkos in there, who had a hundred point season last year. So um, they've got immense talent, and I love the job that Julian Brisebois has done in terms of surrounding their talent with some incredible depth pieces. Nick Paul, full season in, in Tampa. I'd expect him to have a monster year. Uh, we're, now they do have something to deal with right now here in the interim, and that's and it could potentially affect their cap, and that involves Ian Cole. What's the latest that you're hearing on that front, Frank? So Ian Cole is scheduled to have an interview with the NHL's chief security officer, Jared Maples, in New York City on Wednesday um, as they deal with his suspension and fallout from the serious allegations that were made on social media um, on Friday uh, from an anonymous and newly created account. Uh, a woman that, um, or at least says that they're a woman, um, was sexually assaulted and groomed uh, for, and potentially had um, contact with a minor as well. 
all of that has been out there. We understand where that is at the moment. We, we don't know any more details, um, but suspended pending an investigation. And from a cap perspective, uh, Ian Cole continues to be paid. He is receiving his $3 million salary. Um, my understanding is that this will not impact their cap, meaning essentially he will not count on the cap for as long as he is suspended. And I'd imagine that the push from the NHLPA would be, let's get a timeline here in terms of how long this might take. No one has an answer to that. Um, but when you're dealing with an anonymous account, you're essentially relying on that person to come forward and participate um, or else this probably ends up, you know, fizzling pretty quickly in terms of an investigation. So the NHL and the Lightning are on top of it with Cole and, and certainly, um, you know, some disheartening news that came out last week. We'll see how they respond. Cole, of course, for the record and important to point out, completely denies in a statement his, um, you know, his involvement in these allegations. And on top of that, says that he looks forward to clearing his name. All right. We're joined by Frank Saravalli from uh, Daily Faceoff. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Frank, I want to switch focus. I bumped into Bill Armstrong, the GM of the Arizona Coyotes. I actually talked to him for about a half an hour before the Oilers-Vancouver game in Abbotsford on Wednesday night. I did briefly talk to him about Jacob Chikrin. What are you hearing uh, is the latest on Chikrin? Man, I would have loved to have been there for that conversation. Two absolute characters in the league, uh, in you and, and Bill Armstrong. Um, what is the latest on Chikrin? Look, he's made it clear to the Arizona Coyotes that he not only wants a change of scenery, but, you know, hey, let's stop messing around here. Let's make it happen. Yep. I think there have been a couple teams that have sort of risen to the forefront in interest in Jacob Chikrin. Uh, the two teams that I would keep my eye on are the Ottawa Senators, which I think have shown the most interest, and the LA Kings. I think their interest dates back a while. But what's interesting about both teams is they have a number of pieces that they can move in order to make it happen. And I think the Kings are just an interesting team to watch for their back end in general because yeah. – They've got a surplus of defensemen. You saw Jacob Moverar on waivers over the last couple of days. I was a little surprised that he wasn't claimed. He played a quarter season last year, 19 games. I think he has more to give and at some point was a highly sought-after prospect. And they've just got too many defensemen that at some point during the season, you're going to end up seeing the Kings moving one or two of them. Yeah, they got a lot. There's no question. They've accumulated a lot of uh, prospects here. Frank, uh, one final one for you. Uh, just from a purely Edmonton Oilers-centric position, I'm going to give you a little assignment. Uh, I'm looking at this team right now. The Oilers have a fair amount of depth up front. Uh, there's, there's going to be an opportunity for a couple of young defensemen, Niemelainen and Broberg here, probably in the first half of the year. My assignment's simple. Mid-range price sort of in the Kulak area. We're looking in the twos to two and a halfs, maybe under $3 million potential UFA defenseman that can play left end or right D. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see what the market's like for those sort of players during the course of the season. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's smart, and I would really be intrigued to see what someone like Nima Linen can do because I think there's high hopes for him, especially with his size on the back end, um, that the Oilers are hoping he can be a real contributing piece this year. Uh, you mentioned Broberg, of course, falls into the same category, and 
you know, let's not sleep. You mentioned um, the idea of, you know, getting contracts and cap space in order with a very specific price point. Keep an eye on Evan Bouchard because I think everyone's expecting a, a monster year this year in terms of, you know, stepping up from the 43-point season that he had last year as he continues to get uh, power play time. That That's a contract that could be a really significant one for the Oilers moving forward. All right. Well, the general manager just slid his headset on, so he heard the tail end of that. So there you go. Uh, Frank, uh, thanks for joining us. All right. Have a good one, Bob. Thanks a lot. Take care. You bet. From Daily Faceoff for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, that is Frank Cervalli. We're going to take a step out. You're listening to Oilers now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. RNH is going to be an interesting guy to watch. He had 11 goals last year, 50 points in 63 games. He needs to shoot the puck more in the power play. Uh, I think he only had one or two power play goals all season wrong. A reminder that you can join uh, Oilers Now on an upcoming Oilers Now road trip. We've already sold out the trip to New York, Cis- uh, New York City, 50-plus people heading off to uh, New York City, but uh, Oilers now is going to go to Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights and all the famous Vegas attractions. The New West travel hockey package includes airfare, three nights at a five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip. Game tickets will have a welcome reception in Vegas. It's going to be the second of a back-to-back for the Oilers, so we'll have to make it a, uh, an early afternoon uh, after the show type deal, but we're looking forward to that with yours truly. For the Oilers now, Hockey Vegas Hockey Pack you reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. And a reminder that guests on this show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris in Edmonton is the 99th Roos Chris that opened. Brendan and Chris will take care of you. I know my man Colin reached out to me on Saturday to tell me that he slid into Roos Chris and it was outstanding. Brendan Escott is back in the 630 Chad Studios. The Edmonton Oilers general manager, Ken Holland, is coming up out of the 1 o'clock news. Brendan, we just had Frank on the show. It's interesting with Chikrin. Just from your perspective, like I look at the Oilers forwards and I'm like, they're pretty deep at forward, especially now with the emergence of Holloway here in the preseason. I think, uh, you know, goaltending, they've made their bet on Campbell. I, I, I'm going to be intrigued to watch with Niemalainen and Broberg on defense. But from your perspective, do you, do you foresee a scenario where if the Oilers have to expand uh, expand an asset, uh, a specific targeted area, that they would do it in? 
Yeah, because if you hearken back to when we were talking about Patrick Kane, I said that it was more likely, in my opinion, that they spent on defense because there's only so many assets that are going to net you a big-name return like one of those two guys should they come available. Uh it, it, to me, of course, in the short term, makes a lot more sense to have him on the team, but it certainly cap straps you. And uh, that's it just depends how close you feel like you are to a Stanley Cup this year because obviously in the long run, you're, you're thinking the more proven player, quote-unquote, uh, and hoping that he gets back to the form from two years ago, which as we discovered on our show, may have been the result of his D partner as much as it was anything else. So it's kind of a bet that way. All right, uh, Randy says Saravalli is bang on with Jack Campbell. 135 NHL games to date, unproven as the number one in my mind. That comes to us from Randy and um, uh, Randy and Brooks. Peter out in Wainwright says after dissecting the Central and each team's sked, I believe Minnesota might top the Avs to win the Central in the regular season. I think the Avs are going to be... Uh, the champs out of the West. So Peter's a big Colorado Avalanche fan. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I, I my money's on Colorado finishing first. Actually, I think Minnesota. I mean, they, they had a real good year last year. I think Dean Evison did a great job coaching that team. I just simply don't think they'll have as good a team. The uh, the dead cap space that they have on the Parise Suter buyouts are now going to come back to bite them. It is twelve fifty eight as promised because he's already here up. Top in the broadcast booth, Ken Holland, Oilers General Manager at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.